the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. Um, Dear ones, on today, I would like for us to begin a series that we are going to use the title to for this series. We're going to entitle it. This is what we believe. So the title of the series that we're entering into and starting today is going to be entitled. This is what we believe, because in this series, we are going to begin to take a look at those central and those fundamental truths that we both as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and as a church body as a whole These truths serve as our foundation. These truths serve as the the basis of those things that we hold to and believe, both, as I said, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and as a body as a whole. And now the text of Scripture that we're going to be looking at on today is going to be found for us. We're going to start looking, I should say, in John, the 14th chapter, uh, verses 21 through 23. And the first of these topics that we're going to begin to look at on today is we're going to begin to look at what it is that we believe concerning God's word, the Bible. What is it we believe about the Bible? Now, dear ones, as we turn our attention to the scriptures, notice what we're told in the gospel of John, the 14th chapter, starting at verse 21. The Lord says there, he says, he that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot. So it's not Judas Iscariot that we're talking about, but a different Judas. Judas saith unto him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loves me not keeps not my sayings. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. As I said, dear ones, we're going to start uh, with this series uh, dealing with our, our, what we believe as a church, what we believe and what we hold to 
as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those fundamental, those foundational truths that we hold to. And the first one, as I said, that we want to deal with is we want to begin to look at what it is we believe about the Bible. What, what is it that we believe about the Bible? Now, in our statement of faith that we read every Sunday, in our statement of faith, we, we state the following thing. We say that we believe the Bible to be the inspired and only infallible written word of God. That's what we say we believe. Every Sunday we read that. We believe the Bible to be the inspired and only infallible written word of God. Now, dear ones, we do this on a weekly basis as, as a means of first informing all of those who are in attendance on that day of what it is that we as a church body believe about God's word, the Bible. And so we do this on a weekly basis. Every Sunday we come, every Sunday we have everyone stand and we read our statement of faith. And we do this, dear ones, as I said, first, we, the first reason we do it is because we want to let those that are in attendance know. Thank God for those that came on today. We want to let everybody know what it is that we believe about the Bible. Amen. What it is that we hold to, what it is, we, we read it every Sunday, we look at it throughout the week. What do we believe about this book that we're reading from? So we, let, we do this as a way of informing everyone that is in attendance of what it is that we believe about the Bible. But the second reason we do it is we do it also as a means of affirming, acknowledging, and reminding all of those who are members and, and are in attendance on that day. We want to remind you and to affirm to you what it is that we believe about the Bible. Every now and then, dear ones, even though you may be a member of a church and you may be a part of that body, you need to be reminded of what it is you believe about the Bible. The world will throw all kinds of stuff at you. It'll throw all kinds of theories. It'll throw all kinds of concepts. It'll throw all kinds of ideas at you. And so on a weekly basis, we, we take the time to remind everybody that no matter what you've been through through the week, no matter what the world has tried to tell you through the week, no matter what program you watched or what movie you saw or what book you read or what magazine article you got hold to, regardless of all that other stuff, this is what we believe the Bible to say, and this is what we believe is true. Amen. And so, dear ones, when we do this, when we read our statement of faith and we all the tenets in it, there is a dual purpose behind it. It is to inform, but it is also to remind. Now, it's in an effort to help us to try and avoid getting lost in the weeds on this topic, because I, I, I've heard people deal with this topic in the past. Some of you watching on Facebook, you've heard people deal with it. You've watched seminars and you've listened to tapes and whatever else it is. People have dealt with this issue of the Bible. And dear ones, this topic can run the gamut. I mean, it can run the gamut on definitions and explanations about what the Bible is. And so in order to simplify things, in order to keep things from getting, you know, kind of going off in a rabbit trail, just kind of getting lost, we want to try and answer three questions. We're not going to deal with all three of them today, but we're going to try and answer three questions that will help us to better understand what it is that we believe about the Bible. So the three questions that we're going to deal with are these, and those of you who are taking notes, you can write them down. Question number one is this, what exactly is the Bible? What exactly is the Bible? Question number two, what do those words mean that we use to define the Bible? Because in our, in our statement, we say that it is, we use words like inspired. We use words like infallible. And then we use the word only to describe the infallibility 
of the Bible. So what do those words mean? You're using them. What do they mean? Some folks say stuff they don't know what they they don't know what they're talking about. You can't even explain what you're saying. Well, we want to be able to explain what we're saying. So what do those words mean? And then the third question is this. What should the Bible be to us? And what should the Bible be for us? What should the Bible be to us? And what should the Bible be for us? And so, as I said, we're going to try and simplify this thing and streamline it down to make it easy for everyone to begin to understand. Now, with regards to our first question, the first question is, what exactly is the Bible? What exactly is the Bible? And dear ones, I inserted the word exactly into this question because in trying to define the Bible for people um, and what the Bible is, as I said, our our definitions can run the gamut. They they can go from the simple and elementary to, you know, like the acronym B-I-B-L-E. That's what the Bible is, B-I-B-L-E, basic instruction before leaving earth. That's the definition that some people give. So you say, what is the Bible? Basic instruction before leaving earth, B-I-B-L-E. That's simple. That's easy. There's a measure of truth in it. And it's elementary. It's easy to remember. It's easy to understand. And so for some people, their definition of the Bible can go there and they'll leave it at that. But then for other people, when you start asking them about the Bible and what exactly it is, their definition of the Bible can get somewhat technical and and somewhat more complicated in being able to understand it they will be they will say things like the bible is the repository of spiritual truth and divine insight and guidance that is both conclusive and comprehensive in its dealings that begin with creation at its inception and continue on from there and culminate with addressing creation at its fulfillment now that's has a measure of truth to it too but that definition gonna require you to do some thinking you got to work your way through that thing you got to do some investigating and and critical thinking to be able to fully comprehend all that that definition is giving you so for the purposes of our discussion for the purposes of our discussion dear ones i would like for us to use the following definition to describe for everybody what exactly is the bible Dear ones, I want to use this definition. The Bible is the self-revelation of God that he has given to us concerning his person, his personality, his position, his plans, and his purposes that he he has for those that he loves and cares for. That is the Bible. That is what the Bible is. It is the self-revelation of God that he has given to us, as I said, concerning his person, his personality, his position, his plans, and his purposes that he has for those that he loves and that he cares for. Now, dear ones, notice what we're told here in John, the 14th chapter. Notice what we're told in John 14, starting at verse 21. It says, he that has, Jesus says, he that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my father and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judah saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself unto us and not unto the world? 
Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we, Jesus and the Father, we will come to him and make our abode with him. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work But in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. Now, dear ones, notice that Jesus uses the word manifest to describe what it is that he will do for those that love him. Notice also the only thing you have to, the only thing that we are asked to bring to the table is a, a, a love or a desire to know him. That's what the Lord says. All you got to do is bring to the table a desire, a love for me or a desire to know me. And if you bring that to the table, I will manifest myself to you. Now, dear ones, the word manifest that is used here, it comes from a Greek word that means to make or to cause something to appear or to make or to cause something to be open and to be seen. Now, now that's important. So the word manifest that is used here, that Jesus uses here, as I said, it means to make or to cause something to appear. So, so it, you, you're looking and you don't see it, but then somebody else comes along and does something that causes it to now be able to be seen by you. It now appears to you. It is visible to you. It's now open to you. You can see it now. You couldn't see it before, But now you're able to see it. And the other thing we want to take note of, dear ones, about what the Lord says here is he uses the word manifest in the passive tense. It's used in the Greek in the passive tense. And so, dear ones, what that means, the passive tense means it's not describing something that someone is taking the initiative themselves to try and discover on their own and by themselves. Dear ones, the passive tense means it is describing for us something that someone else is doing for someone else. And so what is being described for us here is not the process whereby a person finally decides on their own to open their eyes to finally recognize who Jesus is. So you, you, one Sunday you just woke up and decided, you know what? 
I'm going to go to church and accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm just going to do it. I just made the decision that that's what I'm going to do today. I I just decided that I'm going to accept Jesus' offer of salvation. That's not what Jesus is talking about. What he is talking about is someone coming along and opening your blinded eyes. So now you're able to see who Jesus really is. Now you're able to fully recognize who Jesus is. You had no capacity, no ability, no, 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 nothing within you was able to be able to see who Jesus really was. Many of you are like me. You tried to read the Bible many times before the Lord saved you. Many of you watching on Facebook, you're like me also. You read the Bible many times before the Lord finally came and saved you. But it wasn't until the Spirit of God opened your eyes, touched your blinded eyes and opened them so that now you look at God's Word and you see it in a completely different way. Now, instead of words that confuse you, there are words that speak to you. Now, instead of words that cause you to wonder what it means, now you read it and the Spirit of God speaks to you and you know exactly what it means. And so, dear ones, as I said, this is talking about, Jesus is talking about someone coming alongside and opening your blinded eyes so you are now able to clearly see who Jesus is. That's what he says. He that loves me, I will come and I will manifest myself to you. I will open your blinded eyes. So you will be able to see who I really am. And so, dear ones, as I said, in the first way, it is the person themselves. The first way that I'm talking about, it's the person themselves making the decision to finally recognize who Jesus is. It's the person themselves making the decision to finally recognize who Jesus is. But in the second way that I'm describing, dear ones, it is God in the person of the Holy Spirit who comes to that person and opens their blinded eyes so that they are now able to fully and truly and clearly see who Jesus really is. Now, I thank God for, my, for two of my sisters being with me. I thank God for Sister Gilmore and Sister Fields being with me. Thank God for my nephew being here also. Now, now my sisters, y'all know, because we grew up together. So y'all know, we, we, we've been in church, we've been in church since. I ain't even going to say since when, because it's been so long, just since. We've been in church since. And, and there, were, there were a lot of years where we would go to church, and they would read the Bible, and I would just be knocked out. Because I wouldn't understand anything that they're talking about. I, I just couldn't get it. I'm just like, I don't understand Daniel and what, what Daniel do. Why is he fooling around with lions? Tell him to leave him alone. I, I, I didn't understand any of it. So I just, I just, you know, would go to sleep or I'd play with my friends or, or you know, do other things, whatever. And so, and so that went on for a long period of time. But then one day the Lord touched me. The Lord came to me and touched me and he saved me. And then, and then it was like somebody turned the light switch on in my heart and in my mind and in my understanding. Because now the same stories in the Bible that confused me, now were making sense to me. And another thing about it, Sister Patty, another thing about it is I could read one scripture today, but then a month later read the same scripture and get something new out of it. Lord have mercy. So the same meaning was still there, but a new meaning had been added on to it. And it all aligned itself with everything that God was saying in his word. Nothing was out of context. 
And so, and so, and so, dear ones, the Spirit of God manifests. He opens your eyes to be able to understand what God is saying in His Word. Dear ones, that is the process that every one of us that has come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that is the process that we all have gone through. The Holy Spirit has come to you and opened your blinded eyes so you were able to fully recognize who Jesus really is. And dear ones, that is the process that the Lord is still involved in today. He's still opening blinded eyes so people can see who Jesus really is. And there was notice in verse 23. Notice what we're told in verse 23. It says, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. In verse 23, the Lord says that when the Spirit of God does this for a person, they will be able to then clearly and accurately not only see who God the Son really is, they will also now be able to see clearly and accurately who God the Father really is. And both of them will come and make their abode with that person. In other words, they both will come and hang out with you and you will be able to hang out with them. So that you can get to know one another better. And so dear ones, what we are talking about here and describing are those initial stages and those initial steps that the Lord will begin to take in a person's life as he begins to give them the self-revelation of who he really is. God says, I want to spend time with you. I want to abide with you. And as I abide with you, I'll tell you who I am. I'll show you who I am. Now, many of us in here have had this experience of what I'm talking about. Many of us have had this experience because you've, you've, you've met somebody new. You, you, you come, you're, you're, you're getting, you're, you're on a new job and you're, you're at a new place of work or a new place of employment or maybe a new school or something. And you meet somebody and they say, tell me about yourself. So you start sharing things about yourself. And then they say, not, not, then after you shared a little bit about yourself, you say to them, now tell me about yourself. Tell me some things about you. And they begin to share things about themselves and, and share certain aspects of their personality and their character and what they like to do and what they don't like to do and all these various things. And you're taking all this information in. Now, dear ones, most of you, if you're like, anything like me, you will listen to everything that person says. You'll listen to everything that they say. But you necessarily won't put stock in what they say until you give it two things, time and opportunity. Because time and opportunity will either confirm and verify everything that that person told you about themselves or it will deny and disprove everything that that person told you about themselves time and opportunity you said you were this way but you're acting in this way so that disproves what you said or you said you were that way and everything that you're doing is lining up with that so that proves that is who you are and that is how you are dear ones the lord says to all of us through his word use that same technique with me time and opportunity let me spend time with you and I'll tell you who I am. And then time and opportunity will show you who I am. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God will show you. He said, I told you I, I was faithful. When was there ever a time you called on me and I didn't answer you? Amen. I told you I was faithful. I told you I was dependable. When was there ever a time that you needed me and I didn't show up for you? 
I told you I'd be a supplier of all your needs. I told you that. When you had a need back then, you didn't know where that money was going to come from. All of a sudden, money just came. There was a check in the mail for you. I got a check in the mail just the other day. I didn't know where it was. Just, just, just appeared. It just, Lord, I thank you. Because I should have needed that money. <laughs> God said, I, I told you I'd supply all your needs. According to my riches and glory. I told you I'd be a comforter when you were crying. I told you I'd be a friend when you were friendless. I told you I'd be somebody you could count on. I told you I would never leave you nor forsake you. And time and opportunity have shown to each and every one of us that God is true to what he says. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.